Hey there, I'm Tyler Wells. And I'm Will Buse. This is I Can Do That, a podcast about careers and the people who are in them. With each new episode, we'll look into a different career, its qualifications, its perks, its drawbacks, and ultimately try and provide a basic preview of how to do that job. On this episode, Will and I get to interview a very close friend of ours, David Morgan. With over 20 years of experience in various ministries, both in church and parachurch organizations, Dave will walk us through his career of youth ministry. Thanks for being here, Dave. Hey, happy to be here. So, David, uh, I guess we can start with, um, you know, at what point in your life, because um, obviously we're hoping the listeners on this is going to be a, a varied range from the high school kid that doesn't know what to do to the person that maybe they're starting to have uh, either a midlife crisis or they're just realizing that the career path that they have gotten on um, isn't the one that they're looking for. So at what point did you realize uh, you wanted to go into youth ministries? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think when it comes to youth ministry, it's a little bit different because uh, it with it being just um, being grounded in God and in ministry, it's a little bit different than maybe your average kind of, hey, I want to be a plumber. What does that look like? Um, so uh, when I was kind of growing up, I thought maybe I wanted to be uh, in youth ministry in some way. I uh, went to some youth camps and things of that nature and thought, you know, I think maybe this is, this is the direction that God is leading me. And, uh, but it, it wasn't just a straight path. So uh, straight out of high school, I went to a Christian college uh, up in Seattle, Northwest University. Uh, my major was youth ministry. So I thought, hey, that's where I'm going. But in the course of that time, and even leading up to that time, kind of really struggling with this idea of just, am I called to be like a full-time youth minister? This is where I'm getting my paycheck. This is all, all I'm doing. Or is this something that I'm going to kind of do on the side? Am I going to be an English teacher at the high school and do youth ministry on the, on uh, the off hours, or am I going to go do this? And so it's just kind of that. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just as far as it, oh, it a full-time does. youth minister. And so in kind of trying to figure that out, I went to a different school, start, I took um, English to be an English teacher, um, got involved in youth ministry all along the way and kind of long story short, in getting involved in youth ministry, that became my confirmation. I found out like, I'm not going to be happy doing anything else if it's not centered around youth ministry, around youth and, uh, and doing something that's eternal. So, um, just kind of so breaking that down a little bit, I, no, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but, um, breaking that down a little bit. I think uh, oftentimes when I think of youth ministry, uh, um, uh, youth pastoring, um, parachurch organizations, things of that nature. I, I think of kind of two driving factors. I think of, you know, uh, the kind of like what you were alluding to God kind of calling us and, and, and bringing us to something. Uh, but I also think of like, I, I, I'm a human, I, I have interests, you know, and I really just enjoy X, Y, and Z. So um, kind of breaking that down, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you, you've had a calling, you know, from God from for quite a while. What were, what were more of the kind of the, the you interests that, that really, uh, really made it 
a home run sure. for you? Uh, I think uh, just having an absolute burden desire to um, have my my employment, my work matter. So I, I could work anywhere and I could just be popping out widgets and, you know, go home every day and, and do my job well. But for me, just kind of the way that I've been wired, I really want there to be a sense of purpose, that there's something that's better than that. And not just in kind of a, a charitable, charitable way, but in an eternal way. And so um, being able to come alongside youth, I really enjoy uh that junior high to college age, that whole just spectrum of life. There's just, I mean, there's so much life that happens there. You find out so much about yourself, such a, a time of discovery that I love just coming alongside uh, guys and, and just sharing life with them and, and helping them kind of find their way. Yeah. And, and especially, I mean, like you talked about there and, and kind of your history with Tyler and I, um, you're really getting to, men that are just becoming men so having for some men at that point in their life they need a little bit more direction so i can obviously um you know say i I completely see how you can do that and say okay i'm making a difference for these men that i'm um, directly impacting so that's that's not really humble thing to say you know i want my my work to matter but you're also taking on and you're at that stage of your life you were willing to say i'm going to make sure my work matters and it's going to be a meaningful thing and that's i feel like that's also kind of scary at the same time it's like did yeah. you ever have a have a moment of like man like i'm legit having a big impact on on the men that i'm i'm meeting at a very impactful time in their life as well yeah i think you have to take the the role that you have very seriously. I think the majority of us can look back into those junior high, high school, early adult years, and probably can pick out one, two, three different people that were mentors to us. Um, Whether that was within uh, a religious setting, whether that's a high school teacher, whether whoever that is, um, we all kind of seek that out. And I think, especially when you're, you're getting to those uh, places in life, a lot of times you're kind of pushing away from, your parental figures and you're saying, I want some independence, but at the same time, you do want some of those adult relationships. And so I think um, for people that are in youth ministry, it's, it's big to take, take the role that you have serious and, and to, um, to not take it for granted, but then ultimately not take too much responsibility either. I think that's one of the, the hardest things within youth ministry is that, you know, you're going to see people make bad decisions. You're going to see people make mistakes because especially in that time of life, that's just what we do. Uh, you know, high school guys, junior high guys. I mean, that's like the job description. We make bad choices. Um, and so not taking on some of that responsibility either. Like you're their personal savior that you have to save them from, from everything, but you do the best you can. Yeah. Kind of acting as like an additional set of like bumpers down the bowling alley. You obviously they yeah. you hope that they have the the support system at home for that. Um, but you know, I tell you, um, Tyler and I have both seen uh, you personally be those bumpers that are like, no, nah, let's let's have a discussion. Like, let's um, let's go out, let's go out and have uh, some teriyaki food, and let's have yeah. a talk real quick. So. Huh. You know, I was gonna I was gonna piggyback off that as well. Um, I just. 
you know, if, if there was ever a time I wanted to be able to uh, publicly acknowledge you, Dave, you, you have been exactly that for us. And so I'm glad to hear these, these, these are the thoughts that are, that you're, you know, using to, to kind of guide you through this, but I can tell you, and I don't want to speak for Will, but I think I probably could that um, we, we've both experienced exactly that, that the, the mentorship, the acceptance, the guidance, and, uh, and that's a phenomenal thing. And, and that's, that's a gift that, that, that you definitely have and in our very skill at using i appreciate that thank you so yeah um so and you were, you were just kind of talking about this um a little bit here but uh for you as a, as a person your personality very much fits into hanging out with the the high school the college age uh kids do do you think that there are certain personality traits that somebody needs to have to excel in this um and do you think that there are some that if you have this personality trait, this might not be the career for you. If, if you're called into ministries, maybe youth ministries is not the best if this is your personality. Excellent question. Excellent. Um, I would say the two prerequisites that you kind of need to get into youth ministry is that, first of all, you got to love God. You know that, I mean, if you just love kids and don't love God, then, you know, there's the Boys and Girls Club, there's Big Brother program. There's lots of ways that you can be very helpful and, and meaningful and, and kind of play that role. Um, but it just wouldn't be in, in obviously a religious, a religious setting. Um, and then you got to love youth, right? You can love God, but not love youth. And I've seen people that kind of get, you know, a lot of times if you're thinking about maybe getting into full-time ministry, um, sometimes all oh, the starting place is youth ministry. And so I've seen times where maybe people got put into that place that shouldn't. Um, as far as your question on personality, I would say, no, there's not, there's not like, Hey, this is the personality that is best. And this is the personality where maybe, maybe we should kind of direct you different. Um, I mean, there is kind of maybe a stereotypical, uh, very outgoing, loud, gregarious personality. Um, but that kind of personality will push some people away. Um, God's gifted us uniquely. Um, and we're going to be able to speak and to reach out to different people. You know, there's been people that have, I've worked alongside in youth ministry that were incredibly socially awkward. Very, I mean, that's, they would, they would uh, admit that they'd be the first to tell you, Hey man, I'm just, I'm socially awkward. And, and they've kind of struggled with maybe some of the insecurities of, can I do youth ministry if this is where I'm kind of limited? And I've seen those people reach out to people that are like them. All of a sudden they're reaching out and connecting with, with uh, kids that others would not. So, well, I would say that there is maybe a stereotypical, what you think of as a youth pastor. Um, I don't, I don't think it's one personality. Um, being, being an extrovert, I, I would say would help. And there are things that would help because you'd like to be around people, but that, there's, uh, there's not one where I would say, no, that, that just from the get go, that doesn't work out. That's great. Let's talk about uh, the certification, the schooling required to, 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 to be in youth ministry. So uh, what do you have when you're done? What do you have to go through sure. to get there? Um, so I want to preface it by saying, again, it, it is completely different depending on which organization and denomination that you go through. But that being said, let me try to give you the best, uh, best uh, idea that I can. Um, so like through the Assemblies of God, which is the, the denomination that I've had the most experience with, within the church and not uh, parachurch organizations such as Young Life, 
but within the assemblies of God, there's different um, educational levels. There's certification, there's licensing, there's ordination. This all takes uh, college schooling. You can do, uh, there's schooling where it'll come through the mail and everything's done through the mail. Um, there's local ones. Um, there's, you know, big colleges around. Um, there's online options. So there's a lot of options for people that are maybe, maybe they got involved in, the, in a youth group somewhere and they say, hey, I want to pursue this. I want to at least knock on this door and see if God opens it. And so there's a lot of different avenues that they can go where it's night, you know, night classes or online that will facilitate and help you do that, even though maybe you're doing um, a regular nine to five job Monday through Friday. So, um, but I would say getting involved in whatever denomination or whatever organization you want to, they're going to have their own training. You know, if, if you're going to go on staff with Young Life, uh, there's different trainings that you're going to go through. Um, there's just going to be each one different, but, um, and most of, most youth ministers are not, um, going to need to have, you know, like a doctorate or a master's or, you know, anything. I mean, if you have your bachelor's degree in some sort of youth ministry, that would be, uh, something that would be desirable, but it's not something that would even hold you back. Uh, there might be somebody that has an AA in religion, which is where I started. Um, that, I mean, that's, I got involved in youth ministry and was on staff at a church before I had my AA. I was working towards that, you know, and so. Real quick, just to pause, when you say AA, you're talking about your Associate yes. of Arts? Yep. Gotcha. So, yeah, I had my AA in religion, and then I went back to school and got my bachelor's uh, in Christian leadership. But it's not something that is typically what you would need. Okay. So just to break down and hone in a little closer. Uh, so like with the certification, like you were talking about, that would probably be a little bit easier to obtain. And then there's, um, what, what was the second step you were, you talked about certification, certification. there's yeah. a second one and then ordination, yeah, so certification, uh, licensing and ordination. Those are just all, yeah, licensing. those are three different steps within the assemblies of God. And again, each denomination will be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but but certification, I mean, you can be a youth pastor at most churches um, and working towards that. You can say, hey, I'm working towards certification. Here, I'm taking one class, two classes, you know, allows me to do other things. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's within the assemblies, it would be each church is, is able to say what the requirements they're looking for. And the bigger the church, the, oh, bigger okay. the, church, the, the more that it would be full-time the more education would be, would be a requirement. Yes. Okay. So um, maybe to be a bit more direct and it sounds like maybe the answer is a little more varying than I, than I, than I was expecting, but um, like, what is, what does a certification quote unquote allow you to do? Like uh, with various different careers, I would say, um, for example, my wife works in income tax, you know, a, a, a licensed tax preparer in Oregon, can do very specific things and they have very, it's very laid out. And then, and then you get a consultant license, which is a little different and allows you to do different things and, and oversee other people, you know? And so I'm, I, I guess that's what more or less what I'm uh, wanting to know is does, does a certification in youth ministry get, grant you certain things versus the licensing versus ordination and what, what comes with those? Good steps? question. There's not, there's not anything where like, Oh, at this level, this is unlocked. And at this level, this is unlocked. Um, I mean, it really would be uh, churches, you know, if, if there's a church with, you know, 800 people and they have a youth group of 
of a hundred people and they're saying, Hey, we want a full-time youth pastor. Um, there, there's could be quite possibly that they're looking for somebody with a, a four-year degree for that, uh, where they wouldn't, they wouldn't consider somebody that only had a two-year degree or only certification certification somewhere around a two-year degree. Um, so it, it's, it's dependent on the church, but if you have, if you are certified, then you are a minister. So you can, um, officiate weddings. I, I think that'd be really the only thing mm. that would differentiate somebody with a license and with a person that doesn't have a license. Um, I know gotcha. like within jails and prisons, sometimes if you have your licensing, um, or certification that would give you access to, to come see inmates a little bit more than, than maybe others, but it's, uh, I've never seen a place where it's come into play. Uh, for me, the gotcha. only thing that I've seen that would differentiate would be to officiate a wedding. Yeah, yeah that, and that okay. that seems very, I mean, especially in the in the scope of careers, uh, very unique in a way that it's, hey, yeah, there's going to be certain jobs, certain locations that you're working where they're going to want a certain prerequisite, maybe four years school, two years of school. Um, but it sounds like it's even more, there's a lot more variety in this where it's like, hey, you could, you could walk through one door and, and they're okay with you still seeking certification and then you can go through the next and they're like, Oh no, we're not, we're not even going to talk to you until it's done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the interesting thing I wanted to uh, land on here was that like, you know, if I wanted to be a doctor, like the, you know, there's very specifically, you have to have a PhD, you have to have a master's, like there's, you have to be a doctor, right? Like there's, it's pretty clear what those stages of requirements are going to be before they let you in the door. Like, no, you can't just start operating on people, you know? Um, and so with the ministry, what I'm kind of gathering a little bit more of is uh, it, it seems like if you were to, maybe if I use this vocabulary, it'll help uh, explain my thought process a little bit better, but like, it's kind of in the eyes of the employer, so to speak, like what kind of what caliber of a, of a youth leader are they going to, be pursuing like do i want somebody with a degree versus a certification and 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 what those might denote or carry so. yeah i would say within the experiences that i've had because again my experiences within doing youth ministry within the walls of the church have been the most has been with assemblies of god and within assemblies of god it is completely up to the church their requirements on that but i do know like i have a, I have a good friend who's a pastor through a different denomination um, and they, there are absolutely, it's, it's much more like what you were saying with a doctor where this is where, where you have to hit in your education before they will allow any church, uh, to, to, um, consider you. Um, it's much more like here are the steps. And if there's nobody to take that spot, then, then that church just doesn't get a youth pastor until someone that meets those requirements, uh, then interviews there. Great. Thanks for answering that. Um, so kind of moving on, the, the, the next kind of concept I, I've been interested in is um, kind of the peaks and valleys all, along the way. So um, more or less, could you maybe tell us a, a couple stories of like when, what are some perks or some high points in your career through youth ministries and uh, uh, maybe something you didn't necessarily expect? And then maybe on the, the flip side of that, like where are some low points? Where, where are some spots that you, you didn't expect? necessarily expect as well kind of on both sides of that spectrum. sure uh perks uh i don't want to grow up i'm a kid i mean you get to hang out with <laughs> you have no idea yeah, how i mean true that's that is. true i mean I'm, I'm wearing 
uh, basketball shorts and, you know, like uh, my wife gives me a hard time, but no, like you get to hang around uh, youth. They, they keep you young. Uh, good luck keeping up with lingo and, and uh, everything else that's going on. But, uh, but some of the perks is just, you get to have fun. You know, you get to uh, take kids out and hang out and, uh, you know, just love on them where they're at, you know, and, and in where they're at in life. And, and uh, I, I think it's important that as you're getting to know these kids and, and you're coming alongside that, that you're not coming in with this attitude of here, let me put my hands on you and try to manipulate you or mold you into something like it's, it, if that's kind of your, your motivation, then you're in the, in the wrong, uh, the wrong sector. But I would say by far the, the best times is when you're able to walk along some uh, beside somebody and they say, you know what, I want to make that commitment. I want, I want to start a relationship with God. Can you, can you help me out with that? What does that look like? Um, how would I do that? Um, you know, I think back, there was a time uh, within uh, Young Life when I took a, a group of kids to camp. And uh, I think I had 10 guys in my cabin. And we had the, one of the final nights was just like, hey, think about this. Think about your life. Is this something you want to do? Like, you know, are you on the road that you want to be? And they just said, there was a very just simple, like, hey, if you want to ask uh, God to be your God and to forgive you and all that, like, hey, come back in to the, into where the, where the meeting place was. And so I sat outside, just outside the doors, and I saw nine of my guys come back inside. And like, I just like instantly started just crying for multiple reasons. One was just, I was so happy to see nine guys make such a great decision. What I would consider the greatest decision of their life. And, but then also just kind of heartbroken about the one that didn't. And then we get back to the cabin and I find out that the, the one kid that, that I didn't think did went in a different door that I didn't see. And just, I mean, that's just, you can't, you can't get better than that. Just the, the, the fact that you're able to kind of walk through, you know, that with somebody. Yeah. It's gotta be so special. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where you just say, you know, like everything we do on this life is temporary, you know, and, and the only things that are eternal is, is things that, that are God. And so to be able to kind of be used by God, cause it's not, it's not by, you know, us, it's, you know, it's, it's what God's doing through us. So it's just us being faithful to what God's called us to do to allow him to work through us. So. Yeah, that's, that's, like great start and definitely having the perk and seeing that having that uh emotional reaction to how nine of my guys came in and then you find out later the 10th and i i would just assume and maybe you have a story of and obviously not going to name names of somebody that you had hoped would come through that door that just in, in using it kind of through life has just never actually come through that door oh so. absolutely yeah i mean there's guys that you know that i've spent you know i would say in all of my youth ministry, this is um, over, I'm a little over 20 years now of youth ministry. And maybe the kid that I've spent the most time with out of anybody else um, is still kind of out there, kind of, you know, going through the motions, trying to figure it out. And I, I pray for the dude and, and uh, you know, I'm there if he calls me up on a drop of a hat and, you know, just, again, you see people make bad decisions 
And that's, that's one of the hardest, hardest things about youth ministries is you try to, you try to guide them and guide people in the right way and point them towards God. But ultimately it is their decision and, and you can't manipulate them or mold them. And, and you just got to be there even when they're hurting. Sometimes people have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. I assume that that would probably be part of the uh, kind of the, 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 the valley portion of that conversation is like the low spots, the, the, the tough parts, maybe you didn't expect Maybe, I mean, could you go through maybe an example or sure. two? I mean, I think, I think like what I talked about before, it's, it's easy to think that everything's on you. So to kind of show maybe two sides of the spectrum, I remember um, one time I was giving a talk and it was through young life and I had spent quite a bit of time preparing for the talk and I felt good about it. I felt like it flowed and it was going to make sense. And it was funny. And I was, I was excited to give the talk and, and, uh, and I gave the talk. And even as I'm talking, I'm like, this is going well, you know, like I'm just I'm killing it, you know? And, and then you go to like, talk to people afterwards. And you're like, Hey, you know, so what did you think about the talk? Was there anything that stood out to you? And you're trying to, you know, maybe kind of personalize the message with people and, and guys are like, remind me again, what, what was it that you just talked about? You know, and then on the flip side, there's been times when, you know, that you prepare and even as you're giving it, as you're talking, you're like, this is not going well. This is, this is not how I planned it. You know, like that, that was supposed to be a funny joke and you know, nobody got that one or whatever it is. And uh, I I remember one time very specifically um, it was early on in my youth ministry and I, and I gave the talk and I thought, man, I just didn't go well. And I don't know why. And, and I'm not sure what was going on, but I just didn't feel it. And, and later on a guy that I was another youth leader, he passed me a note. And in that note said, Hey, Tyler Wells just made a commitment to God tonight. And, uh, and he used what you said. And I kept that piece of paper for a long time. Cause it was such a reminder that it's not about me. It's about what God's going to do. And so I think sometimes we can, you know, in, in those, in those valleys, we can think too much that it's on us and what we're doing and maybe our, our skills and talents. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I feel like, um, especially in this line of work, um, I, I think it would be kind of difficult because you could say, I did my job and you're going to fail. Like I I'm a sales guy. I know when I succeed and when I fail, like that's, there's, there's lines, there's numbers that I can look at. Um, so I bet that that would be kind of difficult um, where you just have to say, Hey, you know what? Plug in ahead. Like, I'm just going to continue to try to, 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 to reach out on that. Um, have you ever had any moments of like, you kind of just said there, but any like significant doubts that this is what you're um, meant to do through your career? Sure. You know, I mean, that's when it comes to youth ministry, there's not a lot of money out there. There's not a lot of options. Um, you know, you can get involved in a lot of different places and a lot of times it's volunteer or, uh, it's part-time. And, uh, and so there can be times where you say, God, man, I really want to get into like a full-time position. I really would like for this to be something where I don't feel divided. I don't feel like my energies and, and creativity is being pulled in all these different directions. I'd like to just kind of go forward and, and just throw everything into one thing. And so, you know, there's definitely been times in my life when maybe 
I'm transitioning from one position to another position or, or I'm transitioning out of a position and going, okay, God, I'm ready for the next thing. And nothing's just, you know, coming my way and going, you know, well, what, what am I supposed to do then? You know, like you kind of think if, if I close one door, it's just going to seamlessly go into something else. And sometimes God's timing says, you know what, I'm going to have you wait just a little bit for this door to open and then you can kind of walk through. And so there's definitely can be those times of uncertainty where you kind of question yourself and say, is, is this really what I want to be doing? Or there's times when, you know, now that I'm a, a father and I got young kids, there's a lot of time away from uh, my kids because youth ministry is typically not going to be during school hours a ton. You know, if you're going to be with kids, it's going to be outside of that. And so that takes definitely some time away from, from family. And so you kind of have to balance that and say, Hey, is this something that, that I really want to do? Yeah. You know, you, you bring up a, an interesting concept with the kind of the transitioning between positions, you know, maybe from one church or one organization to another. Um, and, and, and it just struck me that, that this isn't really a, kind of career that you can kind of really put together a resume for like and so like how had there been times when you've had to like kind of market yourself as a youth ministry employee kind of thing like when, when I change companies or organizations I gotta I gotta stoke up my resume and make sure that it's ready to to land you know on the desk of the recruiter that I'm targeting you know is that something to think about when when you're moving between organizations or positions I, mean, I think there's a there's a part of that I think Sometimes we can be like, oh, it's all spiritual and God's going to, you know, going to speak audibly from the clouds and say, this is where you need to go. But um, a lot of times, you know, that is having uh, interviews and, you know, just like what a normal job would look like. And and I can remember there was a time where I was interviewing all across the state and having tons of uh, sit down lunches and coffee dates with with pastors and boards and and saying, OK, let's talk about this position and what does your church look like? And what are you looking for, for a, uh, a youth pastor? And, you know, what, what was done before? And, and in those situations, one of the best advice I can give is, is to really be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. It's important that not only the staff, the, whoever your lead pastor, senior pastor above you would be, but also the church that it's a good fit. I've had lots of friends that have taken jobs in different places and they weren't good fits, you know, where maybe the pastor said, Hey, we want to be really outreach oriented. And we want to be able to, to really bring kids in that wouldn't normally um, come inside the walls of the church. Uh, but then the congregation wasn't on board, you know, and they're, they're wondering why, you know, somebody with blue hair just walked down their hallway, you know, so you just, you got to find the right fit with, with just even, you know, how the, the staff that you're going to work with, but, but also the congregation, uh, because yeah, you are going to, you know, depending on the denomination or organization that you're with, the hiring process is going to look totally different. You know, in some denominations within churches, they appoint uh, ministers to different places. So you would go through and do your schooling and do all that. And then they would appoint you to a church and then others um, within, they say, you know, you're interviewing just like you would a, a job at, at Fred Myers. So uh, it can, it can really be different depending on the organization you're going with. Um, 
kind of next we wanted to talk about um some common misconceptions i i think um now granted not every episode is going to be uh, about something in the uh, kind of spiritual realm and so this might be a little bit of an odd question for for this particular career path but uh what are some misconceptions like looking from the outside looking in some people might decide based on these misconceptions that maybe they would like to or would not like to pursue this career um and and I just kind of want to talk about some of those and maybe if you sure. found them to be true. I would not. say the, the first, the first maybe misconception would be, what do you do all day? Like there's people, you know, if you're, if you're a uh, youth pastor, like, so you just work like one day a week, right? Like Sundays and that's it. Um, so <laughs> that's, you don't. On, on Google, yeah. that's literally the very first thing that pops up is. Is it? Yeah. Yes. What do you do all day? Right. Um, so it's one of those things where people don't understand all the different kind of irons in the fire that you have, you know, you're trying to meet, uh, you're trying to meet kids that you've never met before. You're trying to have time with the kids that, that are, you know, quote unquote, your kids, you know, guys that are coming to your, your meetings, you're trying to get personal time with them. You're trying to take time, uh, to write your sermons, you know, like if you're writing your talks, they should take hours of preparation um, to get ready for that. You might be helping out uh, in the the other ministries that are going on within the church. Uh, there's just tons of things that, that are going to be going in. And, and I would say people that are in full-time youth ministry, uh, if you're doing it right, you're not putting in, you know, 40 hours. It's not like, you know, oh, it's, yeah, I got I time stamp myself. I'm in and out. Um, it's going to be a lot of hours. It's going to be hours all over the, when kids call you up and are having a hard time, uh, need to talk, need to get together. So I would say that's a misconception. Sometimes people are like, yeah, you just work one day a week, right? Um, I would also say uh, it's it's difficult to walk onto a high school, walk onto a middle school, um, to be there to love kids, to, to meet kids. And, and, and you have students that look at you and go, what are you doing here? Like, why is some... 40 year old dude at my high school asking me what my interests are. Are you a creeper? Like, do I need to, do I need to take a, a, a picture of you? And you know, like that, that's, that's always that, uh, that question of like, what are you doing here? Like, Oh, I'm here to love you and uh, to show God's love. Like that's, it's a, it's a different, it's a difficult question. To sell him. Right? Uh, I'm not stalking you. I'm not a creeper. Um, here's, here's but, yeah, like, like contact what, information. Like, like I'm right. on the up and up right now. Here's my re <laughs> my references. You can. Yes. Um, so that's, I would say that's a difficult one, but I would say when you look at the statistics, one of the things that I think people don't maybe understand or maybe expect when they're getting into youth ministry it's just how difficult it is, both just emotionally draining, uh, again, the time, the hours. You look at just ministry in general. Uh, when I, was, when I uh, was in school, a couple of statistics to kind of point this out is uh, that 60% of all people that are in ministry right now, 60% will not be in ministry in 10 years. The difficulty that it is and how draining it is and that if, if you are, if you're not taking care of your own spiritual walk with God, if you're not taking care of yourself, um, if you're taking results personally, it can burn you out real quick. 
Um, and then those are two stats that are incredibly sad that I would love to see us as a, as a community of youth ministers turn around. Wow. That's impressive. Like, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It, you know, um, I hadn't even fully, and I even worked with you side by side in ministry a couple different times. Uh, you know, I, I even really tabulated the, the kind of the effort and the homework and the outside of face, you know, um, that, that kind of effort that's going on. And, and you're right. You're, you know, you're, you're meeting with other, other, uh, youth ministers to, to collaborate. You're, you're looking for ways to, to bring your group to other groups to introduce and to, to hear different messages and, to, to interact with different people and to give them fun and fond memories. And like, there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole slew of things that need to be organized and, and catered to. And, and that just doesn't happen. And most of the time, what a, a lot of people are, aren't um, super privy to a lot of the times is that uh, the youth budget for most churches or most organizations isn't nearly as extravagant as you, as you might expect. And so a lot of that is being put together with jump houses and alfalfa and whipped cream. And like, you just like you got to find the little army man in the middle there go for it you sound like you you're speaking, it's a homemade it sounds like course. you're speaking from experience on that tyler like like somebody <laughs> might have done that gotten some sort of bounce house from goodwill and right. patched up all the holes and yeah no it was shocking how well that alfalfa cubes expanded, hey, but like, so, in um, what other what other job are you going to be able to hide uh army men inside alfalfa and shave and watch kids you know going to town in there and oh actually i think if i'm remembering right i think we crumpled up styrofoam which probably wasn't the most eco-friendly thing to do but i think there was a like a layer of styrofoam so it looked like a ball pit and so we kind of like (laughs) i think if i remember right we were totally yeah totally duped people into diving in (laughs) no and and i would say you know like you talked about like just the budget and everything you know, when I was going around and interviewing for different positions and youth ministry positions, um, you'd, I would find one and contact the, the church and say, hey, I'm interested in this youth ministry position. And typically the first, you know, the first phase was, hey, send us, you know, a little bit about your experience and education and background and that. And then let's go to, to lunch or coffee or whatnot. And, and I can tell you more than half the time when we would sit down at that, that lunch or coffee the first thing that the, the pastor would tell me is now I know that it says full-time youth ministry We're we're hoping to grow it into a full-time position. And so I think when you add that, you can see, you know, when you got people that are putting in out long hours and hard hours and then getting paid half time, I, I think that really speaks to some of the burnout as well. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I actually thought that you were going to say when you sit down for that lunch, they would say, you're paying for this, right? It's, right we yeah. don't have the, <laughs> we don't have much of a budget. We can't blow it on coffee. We already spent it on the last guy. Yeah. <laughs> you ordered lobster. We're in the yeah, recoup time, this? like the gap year. So. Come on now, we're at a we're at a Denny's right now. You're not getting anything good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, because of that, and this kind of ties into um, what we were just talking about there and what Tyler was uh, just mentioning and your creativity. Um, so how can you explain to us kind of how your creativity has not, and, and your time working in youth and just kind of being able to put things together with nothing, uh, how that has helped lend into other career paths that you have taken on recently? 
Well, it, it went very directly. So uh, it was about four years ago that uh, my brother, maybe a little more than that, but my brother went to an escape room and he was, and he came back and said, David, you got to go check out an escape room. You're going to love it. This is, uh, this is right down your alley. And so I went to an escape room, loved it. Uh, we should have gotten out, right, Will? We should not, we should have gotten out, but you know, we don't need to. I take a lot of the responsibility. On I, that. I feel like you should take a lot of the responsibility on that one, but it was, it was an oversight. <laughs> so anyway, I, I love the escape room. I love just the team building aspect of it and just how everybody kind of gets to work together and everybody's mind, you know, works differently and sees things differently. And so, you know, the first thing I thought of was this would be great in youth ministry. And it, and at that time we were putting on our own summer camp. Uh, it was wild week. We would put it on every summer. And so I said, you know what, let's build an escape room for camp. So the theme that year was a magician themed camp. So we made a magician themed escape room we brought it, play tested it and went through all that. And uh, we brought it to camp and uh, my nephew and I were, were really kind of uh, the kind of putting this together and afterwards we kind of looked at it and said you know what we should we should start a business and so uh we're going on uh, a little over three years now of uh, doing team building and escape rooms mobile escape rooms so that came directly from from youth ministry why don't you why don't you name drop yourself here it's legendary entertainment yeah, it's right? legendary entertainment we are uh, legendaryoregon.com and we're mobile, so we come to you, which kind of is a little bit of a unique thing for us. So um, we do birthday parties and we do, you know, fun uh, events, but we also do uh, like corporate team building. So when businesses, they want to do like a staff appreciation day or just a staff development day, we'll come in and, and we'll come into their, their spot and whether that's a lobby or a break room and we'll set up the whole escape room experience and and uh, send people through it and, and, uh, and kind of get kind of guide people through that, that team building experience. It's, it's funny. Cause it, it very much, I feel like it was a linear path for you for just continuing to express, you know, some of the creativity that you could have in youth ministries where, you know, like you said, it, it's bringing people of different personality types together and seeing how their brains work. And essentially, you're just taking a level that you do on, on youth ministry and saying, now let's apply it to just a, a team activity of putting puzzles together. So it, right. I feel like it was, it, like you said, it was very direct. It was very linear and it kind of just fit you as a... Yeah, I think I think escape rooms is such a such a young business. It's not like they've been around forever. So nobody can say that, you know, they have 25 years of experience, but I feel like I'm, I can kind of say I have, I'm close to that because I've been doing, you know, amazing races and scavenger hunts and putting together all these things for youth camps and youth nights and all of that, that, uh, I, it, yeah, it was kind of just a natural segue. If you were to talk directly to our listeners and you wanted to share one bullet point or one major factor, what is it that you'd want uh, our, our listeners to understand or walk away with? I would say that the the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Um, I, I definitely have found that to be true within youth ministry, that you walk into a high school and, and kids are going to 
open up to you because they want relationships. And if you're there loving on them, not judging them, not trying to manipulate or change them. Um, if you just come in and say, Hey man, I, I value you. I love you. I want to, I, I want to show uh, that I care for you and I, that you're, that you're worth something uh, that, that there's going to be good stuff that comes from that. And yet there's, there's just not enough youth ministers. There's not enough, not even just full-time youth ministers. There's not enough youth ministry. Uh, there's uh, volunteers. There's, uh, there's a big need for it. And again, when you start to see the kind of the turnover that happens, um, there is a real great need. And so if, if you are someone that's, that's considering it, I'd say find a, find an organization that you get behind, whether the, uh, theologically, whether it's um, just how they go about doing things, find, find an organization that you can support that you believe in and get involved. And within that, you're, God's going to guide you. And you, and if you're open to, to his voice, he's going to show you exactly uh, the plan that he has for you. And uh, I would just really encourage people to kind of get involved. If you have a heart for youth, uh, then, then God's, God's got a, a spot for you. Perfect. Yeah. Said. So, and, and like you said there, uh, get involved. Uh, if we have somebody that is, is saying, you know, I think I want to um, go down this route, what would be a great first step to, to get involved? If you could uh, direct yeah. them that way. The biggest thing is just find that the right organization. So, um, I mean, with, with young life, I, I mean, I can speak to, to our current young life. We have, um, we're short on leaders at the high school level. Um, and then for the middle school level, we had zero guys this entire year till about halfway through some of the high school, myself and another young life leader that, that helped out at the high school level said, you know what, we hate seeing that the middle school guys don't, that they don't have anything. They haven't been able to be meeting because there's just not volunteers. There's just not adults there. So we just came down and said, all right, we're going to open it up to allow junior high guys to come in. And so I mean, you just see that there's such a need there. So um, the the first step is find an organization. I mean, it's not unique to to Young Life or a certain church. There's there's need everywhere. So find an organization that you love, that you get behind, uh, the church that you go to now, a parachurch organization that fits your your the, your theology and style, and uh, and just kind of get involved. And you don't have to jump in with both feet, but get involved and see how it goes from there. David, uh, thank, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experiences in, in youth ministry. Uh, if anyone wants to book your escape room or get in contact with you, uh, where, where can they find you? Sure. Yeah. And if you have questions with, within youth ministry, um, I'd love to, to answer out any of those that I can as well. If I can be a resource for you, I'd, I'd love to as well. Um, email is david.legendary dot ent at gmail.com thank you for listening please rate and review on whichever platform you use to listen to us if you have questions comments ideas for the show guests or professions you'd like to know more about drop us an email at i can do that pod at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram at icdt pod we'll see you next week for another interview